Welcome to the Your House, My House podcast. Our goal is to create a safe space for conversation, like like talking talking to your your best friends. Friends that have your back, that are encouraging, and that challenge you to not only improve your life, but yourself. Hey, welcome back to the Your House, My House podcast. I'm Priscilla. And I'm Madison. And today we have a special game that we're going to play and we're going to let you in on and we're going to be doing some of our future podcasts around some listeners responses that we got off of our instagram so we're excited about that we are pumped so madison tell us about the game okay so the game is called skin deep there are multiple different categories that you can get and play The one we are playing today is the Strangers Edition, and pretty much what it is is you get a card that has a question on it, and you answer it. Sounds fun. Do we want to split the deck between us? Sure. Let's do that. I feel like we're on that one game. Ever seen that one game on, like, Facebook where usually it's, like, couples or it's parents, and they, like, have a question like this, and they turn the question over? Yeah. And then they have to, like, answer it, and if they don't answer it, they have to drink something. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this is what I feel like we're doing. I feel right like now. BuzzFeed has done some like that, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I feel like other video, video. Hey, you first. Too. Oh, it says. Well, look at this. Fill in your own question. Oh. Okay. Okay. I have no idea what I want to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> Can literally do anything. Um, how do you feel about eggnog? Oh, my God. I love eggnog, but I can only have so much of it at a time. Okay. So, Jordan and I actually just bought a thing of eggnog, but it was, like, the smallest bottle we could get because I usually don't ever finish, like, a full carton. So, I always get, like, the smallest bottle, but I only drink, like, maybe four sips at a time. Okay. I feel like I haven't... I don't know. Eggnog is something that I haven't had, like, a good experience with. Really? Yeah. I feel like maybe I just am trying the wrong kind. I don't know. Like... You have to, okay, you should try it and then, like, come back and let us know okay. how it goes. Well, I have tried it, but I, yeah. <laughs> okay, this question says, if we went to high school together, would we have been friends? Why or why not? Hmm. <laughs> the well, intensity. I was homeschooled, so <laughs> it's hard for me to tell who I would have been friends with and who I wouldn't have. That's a good point. Because I don't have, right. like, a background to say, oh, well, these are the people that I hung out with. And what kind of curriculars would you have been involved in? Or extracurriculars would you have So been? I was involved in um, 4-H. If I had been in public school, I would have probably been in FFA. Yeah. Um, if I had gone to a larger school, I might have tried playing soccer. Oh, um, girl. Okay. Yeah. I have no hand-eye coordination, but I can kick a ball. Oh, girl. Um, and I think, and I also, like, was part of, like, a horseback riding drill team. I had did stuff with my dogs, chickens, rabbits. Um, I didn't show goats, but we had goats. So, like, it was very much... I wasn't in FFA, but all of my friends were in FFA. So, and, so the answer is yes. Yeah, we would. And actually, my best friend was, like, the leader, president of the FFA. Okay. All right. So, so I did grow up around. Poten- there's yeah. potential that okay, we may have turn. been. Okay. I kind of love this. Yeah. I love this. 
What the heck? Oh, maybe that's probably Wait, because it's the this? end of the deck. Okay, so this is okay. Wow, it just fill just in, keep just, fill just, in your own question. Just keep going until you find. Okay, okay, there right. we go. So uh, apparently, maybe a lot of fill in supposed to shuffle because that that would have given me five in total. Fill in your own questions. <laughs> just sorry. Be asking whatever. All right, here let's we go. go. What is a memory from your childhood you never want to forget? Oh, I feel like this is a very savvy question for you. I feel like you will have, like, a good one for this. A memory from my childhood that I never want to forget. Oh, man. Oh, I have a really good one. So my dad's dad, my grandpa, uh, passed away from cancer when I was six, and a couple months before he passed away, we were up north. We had a cabin up in Lakewood. And he had his own bedroom because he had his, you know, have his own machines connected and stuff like that. And there was one particular day where um, we were up north and I went in his bedroom and he was laying in bed, I think, watching like a show. And his dog at the time, Dixie, was laying in bed next to him. And he said, okay, Maddie, come here. Like, I'll show you how to pet her. So he showed me how she loved to be pet, knowing, and I didn't know this at the time, knowing that one day he wouldn't be here to do it himself. So he showed me where her favorite spot was to be pet. It was behind the ears. It was on her throat. He's like, and he showed me exactly how to do it. And looking back at that, I kind of think to myself, like, wow, like, that was a moment I know. I'm trying not to get emotional to cry. Um, that was... <laughs> one of the moments I think and look back on all the time when I think about him and there was one more and that was there was one day where we were headed up north and we had to stop and get gas somewhere and I, we always went up together so grandpa was always in the car with us and my aunt was in the gas station and it was him and I in the car and he said to me Maddie, do you know that in heaven, you don't sleep in heaven? Like, it's always going to be sunny, and it's always going to be bright, and you won't be sick in heaven. And he would tell me all these things. And as an adult, looking back, he was telling me these things so that I wouldn't be scared of death and that I would always chase after my faith. And so that is one of the biggest reasons as to why I am so faith-based in my life was because he was, and he was the best example of what that looked like. So I hold those two memories so, so close to my heart, and I think about him all the time, and I often wonder, you know, what he would think of me now, but I have, I always get this calm feeling when I think that, that he would just be so proud of me, and that's what I want to, like, strive for in life is to make him proud of me. So, ugh, I'm gonna get a little choked up here. But you sound like <laughs> those such an deep questions. Man. But yeah, that's what I. That's where my head goes when I think about that. Mm, and so I good. cherish those. Okay, my turn. Okay, here we go. What experiences did you have as a child that you could, that you wish others could have too? What a childhood deep question. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think 
Um, I wish other girls who didn't have, you know, because my first my first response to that is that I would say probably that I wish other people could have a horse. Mm-hmm. Not everyone <laughs> wants a horse. Um, I think my wish would like for other girls. Um, something I've noticed in life is a lot of girls have like fatherhood trauma. Mm. Mm. And I have mother trauma, so I don't have yeah. a relationship with my mother. Um, but I feel that having a good father helps you in, like, choosing a good, like, mate yes, for life. Yes, absolutely. And so, like, I'm super happy in my marriage, like, who I chose. Yep. And I think, like, my father and having someone who gives you value. Yes. I just wish more girls had a father who, like, gave them value mm. and worth. Oh, I cannot love and agree that more, girl. That is exactly how I live my life, too. Yeah. And I, my heart breaks for people who don't have that experience. Because it does totally shape you in so many ways. And I also think it impacts, it directly impacted how I was able to see God in the yes. Bible. Um, so... As an adult, there are, like, say, things you realize about everyone in your life that aren't perfect. Yes. We're all human. Um, so I had to realize if there was an area I was struggling with God, was I, like, projecting something of my own father yes. on God? And I feel that would be even harder if, like, you didn't have a father. Absolutely. Who was projecting a lot of good things. Absolutely. About the character of a father. Absolutely. So. Oh, yeah. man. Yes. That's what I would like. I wish everyone would have an amazing dad. I wish that, too, because my dad is awesome. And your dad is awesome, too, from what I met of him. <clears throat> mm-hmm. All right, so now me to you. What's something you secretly wish people knew about you? Oh. Now you can spill all the tea to the World Wide Web. What is something that... I wish people secretly knew about me. I wish people secretly knew that I I kind of consider myself a wallflower a little bit. Like there's a lot I see that I don't speak on and I go throughout my life as a very um, hopeless romantic, wear my heart on my sleeve. I'm, I get very like full of emotion in so many different aspects of my life, but that's because I'm a deep feeler and I feel things so, so deeply. And sometimes it's hard to articulate exactly what it is I'm feeling. And so a lot of people aren't able to understand me. And so that is what I wish people knew about me. I wish people could like see inside my head and see what I'm thinking, why I'm thinking it the way that I am and um, why I'm reacting to things the way that I react. So yeah, that's what I want to. Yeah. Next question. Excuse me. I'm going to have to. This is a deep one. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. This is a deep one right here. What do you wish had never been a part of your life experience? Um, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think my childhood abuse would be right, right there. And I don't know exactly how to um, say that in a way that's not bashing because if anyone knows me personally, um, 
I'm not very... I'm not very, like, subtle about it. Mm. I don't, like, try to protect, I guess, like... Yeah. I'm just like, this is what it was, and I wish that it had never happened. Right. And it was really traumatic, and, um, yeah, I think, I think I wish, wish that most of all. I think people say, um... In regards to abuse. Oh, well, you wouldn't be the person that you are today. Without the abuse, you wouldn't have empathy. Without, you know, it's very easy to say those things to someone who's gone through abuse. Oh, that made you who you are. No, actually, I always possessed those character traits. And that's why I still am that past the abuse. Because sometimes abuse turns people ugly into, Mm -hmm. into, like, continual Mm -hmm. abusers. Like, and the cycle continues, like, generational um, yep. trauma and gener- biblically generational curses, I think. Um, so, for me, I think when people, like, when that's said, I think I would still be me without the trauma. I love that. And so, I think it's really important, to, like, I think... To say, no, the trauma didn't make me who I am. Like, I was this. Yes. And that would have still continued to blossom without yes. the trauma. Yes. Uh, I love that, Priscilla. That is awesome. All right. <laughs> oh, God. I'm scared. <laughs> You're laughing. I can't. Okay, the podcast might end right here and there. Oh, no. <laughs> would you like to keep in touch? Why or why not? <laughs> well, if you don't could want you, to, the podcast hold on. Ends. Could you repeat that? What would would you like to keep in touch? Oh, <laughs> well, I guess we're not that much of strangers. Oh my gosh, would I like to keep in touch? Um, yeah, no, we yeah, this podcast would not have a future if I said no. So, absolutely. All right, that was, <laughs> that was a short and question. sweet question. Okay. Oh, geez. Okay, when was the last time you were ashamed of your finances and why? Oh, good Lord. <laughs> no. <laughs> These questions are giving us no grace. <laughs> Wait, I think we're at the podcast limit. Like, how long is the podcast? Oh, we're we, only 14 we minutes. Got, we got more to go here. Okay. Um, I think... Ah. <laughs> this, is why, this is why we work well together. Um, so... I think I still have some shame around finances, like, even today, um, regarding part of me, and I don't know how to say this in marriage, um, but part of me wishes that I could have finances separate. So, like, Mm -hmm. we, and, like, I don't wish that because, like, my husband is a better saver, (laughs) like, (laughs) security and all that, but, like, Sometimes I'm like, I would just like to know that I'm at the age where I could make it on my own. And the reality is that I wasn't making it on my own before marriage. Mm -hmm. In fact, I went into marriage with debt. Uh, So I would say the greatest shame was probably like what's in my first year of marriage. Um, But 
Um, <laughs> like the other day, I was sitting in my car and I was like listening to this um, podcast. I've been on the or not podcast, like YouTube podcast. I think um, I've been on this weird kick, and I don't know exactly how I got onto it. But I think so. Actually, like I started following Anna Bay. Okay. Who's uh? Do you know who she is? I do. On YouTube. Yep. She's like a very like. I guess I'd call it like almost like old world English. Yeah. Like, yep. Um, she says she's modern, and I'm like, oh, it still Girl, sounds. Yeah. You know. Um. But so I follow her because I just like want to try to like pick up some things because I've always felt like I'm very much more like tomboy ish, yeah. and so I want to pick up some more femininity traits, maybe in my wardrobe or whatever. And now, and then I. Um, ended up following Karina Lude. I don't know if I know. She is a femininity, but she's, I think, Haitian. Okay. Um, but I think she lives in America. I'm okay. not sure. Okay. Um, so she's a femininity black um, YouTube YouTuber. So I started following her. And so I ended up on this, like, the YouTube, al- YouTube <laughs> algorithm YouTube. decided that I needed to hear about, um, it was... A black woman, I don't know who it is, it's one of those ones where it's like they're private and they don't show okay. their face. Um, this is like a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to explain the situation that led me down this rabbit trail. Um, but I basically ended up on this YouTube video that was about this girl who I think they call it hypergamy or something. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking I, about? Is that yes. the correct term? Where it's like where you date up for money? Okay. And so basically this woman was saying, um, you think that you have the ring so that like I should desire your life. Okay. Or whatever. She's like, but as a black woman, just, I don't want your bl- dusty man. We <laughs> don't need like, that. She was basically talking to other black women who would come, out, come and attack sure. her, I guess, about how that she was just jealous that she didn't have a man, which I'm sure there's those ladies have issues of their own. Um, but she was basically talking about how she's like, maybe I don't ever want to get married. Maybe I just want to date. Okay. For like the money. She's like, you know, and then so she continued to like give advice. And I was like, why am I listening to this? What's going on? <laughs> I couldn't stop listening to it. Since she was giving advice, like, make sure he's giving you valuable assets. Okay. Like, make sure he's giving you, like, rings and jewelry that are, like, actual gold and stuff that you can sell. And she went on to say how, like, when she broke up with her last guy, she ended up, like, selling off the stuff. And she had about $30,000. Well, dang, girl. So she's like, yeah. So she's basically just saying that. You know, even if the relationship doesn't work, you want to walk away with something. And I mean, I there's a lot to a lot to a there's a lot to unpack there. And I'm not going to try to unpack other women's problems, but um, I listened to that, and I was like, and then she went. She did say some like good things about like you know say like knowing that you can make it on your own and stuff like just with mm-hmm. her own finances like she didn't need the man so like yeah. that thirty thousand dollars was just like an extra thirty thousand <laughs> add that to my uh, <laughs> savings but like something about that like made me think i wish i could like 
say the same. I wish I could say I was in my mid-20s and, like, I came into my marriage with a ton of Mm -hmm. valuable, like, Mm -hmm. assets and, like, just, you know. I mean, I definitely um, am broke. I'm a broke college kid. I have no money to my name. Maybe 200 bucks. No. Um, Jordan's the one that has his life figured out. Poor kid. He's the one that's, like, pulling me along like a little duckling. Mm -hmm. But it is what it is. Yeah. So, anyway, and then also, I've Sorry, I keep talking. <laughs> but I was listening to, um, I don't know, I've been listening to, like, other women, like, say, entrepreneurial okay. type stuff. Entrepreneurial. <laughs> uh, and anyway, basically, the premise was um, that they were talking about how their husband's having jobs, their husband's ha- carrying mm-hmm. the insurance, their husband's, like were the reason they were able to do I forget who was who it was on YouTube that said this it was a really good conversation like mm-hmm. recognizing their privilege mm-hmm. in their story people are like oh well, you did this amazing thing to these women who are making like say six figures and beyond and they're like well not really it mm-hmm. wasn't all on my own you can't say that to a woman who doesn't have that support system mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I was like that's so true like I have not had a job that carries like insurance or anything like mm-hmm. that. I would not be able to choose the creative jobs that I'm mm-hmm. able to choose without my husband. Right. And so, like, you can't say the same thing to a woman who has not had the privilege of either, like, say, parents or grandparents or, you know, yep. whatever. Like, they're not the same playing field. Exactly. So, I don't know. So, I was like, yeah, even in my job sometimes I think, well, I'm, Yeah. No, I don't have a job with benefits, so it's, like, a weird thing, too. Okay. All right. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Let's move on. All right. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> I always wait to this look at one, your reaction. This one will be, for you, what the money was for me. Oh. Like, you are going to be talking about this for a hot minute. <laughs> don't say that, Priscilla. <laughs> Describe your family and what makes each member unique. Oh, dang. Okay, my family. So, in my family, there is me, my sister, my parent, or my parent, my mom, and my dad. And then I guess if you want to add, like, the outsiders, I'll call them, um, Jordan and McCoy, they make up a big part of our family, too. But let's start with my father. Okay, so my dad is... I'm both of my parents are my everything's in life. Like they are my support system, they are my strength. They are what literally keeps me going. But my dad, if I could describe him, my dad is such a bright and funny and faith-based human. He is always leaving somebody laughing. He's a very personable person, so he will make friends with anybody and everyone, and that's actually the common joke we have about him. If you know him, everyone knows that Steve is Steve, and he can get along with honestly everybody. And he, the way he loves my sister and I and my mom is something that I am so inspired by and was also a big reason why I didn't want to settle for a partner that did not provide any of those things for me because I knew that that was out there 
and I wanted to make sure that I was gonna give my own kids something very similar to that. Um, but my dad is so strong, he is so, there, there really are no words to like sum him up. It's, he's kind of one of those people like you have to get to know him and then you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, like this is, that, that's Steve. Um, but yeah, he, he's been through so much with his cancer diagnosis and a whole bunch of other health issues. And he continues to make sure that even when life gets really hard, Sophie and I and my mom are taken care of and that we know that God is still very faithful to us. So that is my dad. My mom is my twin. We are identical in so many ways. And if she's listening to this, I can't believe I'm admitting, I'm admitting this out loud, mother. Um, no, we actually are. We're very similar. We're very introverted yet extroverted. Um, she looks exactly like me, or I guess I look exactly like her. She, I want to say, struggles a little bit more with having certain relationships. Like she's very, I don't want to say closed off, but I feel like she has an inner circle and she keeps, it's very limited of who she keeps close to her. Um, she's very, she loves to dream and she has all these dreams. I remember little being little, like she has dreams to write books and she loves to read. And just in personality, we are exactly the same. We are exactly the same and almost so much so where we do butt heads a lot because we are so similar. Um, and she just is the number one person in my life that I go to when I need advice or somebody to understand me, it's my mom. Like I could literally have done the worst thing ever and my mom will still be there as a support system. And it's funny because in those specific times, like it's her that makes me feel like everything is gonna be okay. And she doesn't go about it in like a yelling way. Like she's very, very, very helpful for me in those times. So. My mom is so strong. She's had to be our backbone when my dad was sick. And she really had to be there for me and my sister and step up and put on a show. I don't want to say put on a show, but like, you know, I'm sure there were things where she would struggle so much, but she did not make it known to my sister and I that she was struggling. She always made sure that we were going to be okay and that we had each other and that was all we needed to have. And that is ultimately having family is what will take you far in life. So that's my mom. My sister, Sophie and I are complete opposites, but yet there are so many things where we are so similar on in terms of like, you know, the things we like and the way we dress and the way we talk and the way we look. Um, there's a lot that we are very similar on, but Sophie is very hard-headed. What does that mean? Am I saying that right? Hard-headed would be like stubborn. Um, yes. Yeah, that's her. Um, Sophie sees what she wants and she does not settle until she gets that. And she's, A really good word for that I like to say like for myself is like persistent. Persistent. I feel like it's a really Persistent. She's extremely persistent. Um, she also doesn't really put up with people's crap and she will make it known that she will not put up with her crap. Um, 
whereas I'm a little more like, I can't say no to people, so people will just be like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, why would I do that? You know what I mean? I wish I had some I of wish, that. too. Um, but she's extremely persistent. She is so, so smart. So smart. Um, could never settle in, in school if she didn't have straight A's, so she always had straight A's in school. Um, great sports, great athlete. Um, she loves her family, and she loves those that are close to her and she will make it extremely known that you are important to her and that she loves you but at the same time she likes to hide her emotions from people so out of the two of us I'm more so the one that <laughs> um, speaks very openly about how I feel and Sophie just shuts that aspect of her life out um, but yeah Sophie's my baby sister I love her to the moon and back and she drives, we drive each other crazy but no matter what, we will always make the best team is what we've always said. And so we will always make the best team. So um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and sum this up super fast. There's Jordan, who's my boyfriend. I love to death. He's an a perfect example of what my dad is to me. And he loves me like there is nothing else to love in the world. Like I've never had somebody love me that much. And he goes above and beyond for me, for our dog Nova, and he always makes sure that we are happy and loved and cared for and protected. And then there's McCoy, who um, is Sophie's boyfriend, and he completes our family. We love him to death. He's funny. Him and my dad like to joke around with each other. He's very hardworking. He does a lot um, in the farming indus industry, and he... And my sister like definitely balance each other out. So that's a long yet short summary. <laughs> that was beautiful. I love it. Okay. So I don't feel like we still have like a lot more cards. We so do. I feel like maybe we should do a part another two. a part two. Let's do a part two. But let's um tease you guys, the audience. Um and let's release a different podcast episode in between mm -hmm. these two mm -hmm. and make them wait. Yeah. I love we'll just, that. Um, do a little bit of variety. Um, but this has been like super fun. This, this, I actually love this. Yeah, I yeah. love this. So if you guys have not yet, and to be perfectly honest, I've played some games like this that were not as good as this. Oh, no. These are like super deep questions. Yeah. So really it is called theskindeep.com forward slash shop um, if you are interested in these. These could be a really good Christmas gift since Heck we come yeah. back around Christmas. And our boss Mary is the one who's actually letting us play this game. And um, she said this is a Strangers Edition. She said there's a relationship one, a healing one. Yes. And yeah, I'm sure there's more but I, we'll have to go look. Yep. So this is our first interaction with this game. Awesome. Thanks for listening guys. Thank you. We cannot wait to share with you our part two. Did this resonate with you? Subscribe to our podcast today. Talk, Talk soon. soon. So your house next week? Yes, can't wait.